it's time for episode number six of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the Oyakidon we made last week, and then we play another thrilling round of Time Machine Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of a former Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing? So... This week, I said, I, last week I said I was going to make homemade pasta, and I did, because um, I was so grateful that Nikki Achitoff Gray uh, sent us the historical email so we could keep going. So I used her recipe to make fresh pasta, and it's been ages since I made pasta, easily more than 15 years ago. Uh, we, did have, we do have the KitchenAid pasta roller attachments, but those also hadn't been used in more than 15 <laughs> years and required a little TLC, but... You know, part of the process. What actually drew me to making the pasta again, really, was reading through the blog post, um, The Science of the Best Fresh Pasta. And it was all, I loved how she talked about all the ways I could go cattywampus and all the different theories and strategies and how different it could be. And it can really be confusing for the home chef to try and home cook, sorry, to try and figure out what they're supposed to do. Um. And in her posts and in the other posts we've seen on Serious Eats, because we've read, like, if there's one on sous vide, we have probably read it. Uh, I like that they go through those different iterations of the process and the good and not-so-good results that come from that, because it provides a good reminder that a big part of success is failure first. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, <laughs> I see perfectionists at work. I see perfectionists all the time so crippled by their fear of making any mistake that they're no longer to really able even function in the world. Uh, I had this interview once with another social worker when I was uh, looking for an internship, and she's like, she said something about making a thousand mistakes a day, and I'm like, what must it be like to give yourself permission to make that many mistakes? I mean, you make them, and we do, we all make a thousand mistakes a day. But to know that you're going to do that and not beat yourself up for it is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, with uh, some self-compassion, self-kindness, we can learn to reframe our thinking and accept that mistakes, missteps, and failures are part of the learning process. And the things that we're most willing to make... Mistakes kind of get divided into two areas, really. They're the ones you don't care about because they're parts of your life that don't matter that much to you but then there are the mistakes you make as part of the learning process and something you're super passionate about and those are the ones that are hard for people to accept often but those are the ones we most need to make in order to get better in whatever field it is we want to get better in right Ian would you say that's true oh yeah absolutely of course often that's something we're getting paid for we don't want to let the boss down and potentially get fired and you know, just know where you're. Just know that you're a good person, and you're making those mistakes as earnest efforts to do the right thing can be pretty reassuring. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Ian, you went to the self kindness workshop with me, this Kristen Neff one down in Wimberley. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, it's just a. I, I liked it. I got a lot out of it. And I just, oh my gosh, just being kind to yourself is such a gift. So. Yeah. Agreed. I think I think it's interesting too the the stuff about how self kindness is different from self esteem, right? We've we've I think as a society we've placed so much weight on self esteem for so long that thinking about it more in terms of self compassion is it's 
it's weird at first, but once you start to embrace it, it's actually really powerful and really positive. It is. It is. And um, I strongly recommend people read Kristen Neff's books if she if they're interested in learning a little bit more. But my challenge to y'all this week is if you have a misstep, guys, just go, thank goodness I've been given a chance to learn something. Because I often, when I'm waiting in line or traffic, I just, when I'm finding myself getting angry, I say, thank goodness I've had a, I'm getting a chance to practice my patience. And it has, as silly as that sounds, it has really helped me. I'm not, Ian, you have a new long commute. I'm not sure you're, you're there yet. <laughs> yeah. I got the long commute blues right now, I think. It's such a great opportunity to practice your patience. I will try to take that to heart. Okay. Moving on to last week's meal, our listeners chose the chicken quesadillas, but we went a different way. Ian, can you remind us what we made? Yeah, I'm trying to get this name right again. Oyakidon. Super popular at both restaurants and at home, Oyakidon, Japanese chicken and egg rice bowl, is sort of like the pizza of Japan if pizza were the kind of soul-satisfying comfort food that's easy to make at home with minimal ingredients in about 20 minutes. Um, did we have any of the ingredients on hand? Yes, we had the rice, eggs, and soy sauce, and the sugar, of course. We always have sugar. Okay, and where did we buy the ingredients? Uh, we bought the dashi, was it dashi? The Hondashi, Hondashi I guess, at H Mart, and then we bought the chicken at Central Market. We could have gotten everything at H Mart, which I don't know if y'all have an H Mart near you, but it is, it's such a beautiful store. <laughs> Sound like Trump? Please don't make me sound like Trump. It's. It, I'm always impressed when I go to the store, but it just didn't shake out that way. I was just by Central Market when I could buy chicken. Okay, and how did we deviate from the recipe? I bought way too much chicken, and we should have probably just stored, put half of that in the freezer or however much, so we had the right amount of balance. Um, so Ian actually didn't. All the cooking on this one. I had a rough week last week. Um, so, how, Ian, how long did it take? I would say less than 40 minutes. I don't think it was quite the 20 that was advertised. but I don't uh, know. I feel like, yeah, maybe not the 20 when you count in the chopping up. We're not yeah, gonna... well, and just the fact, I mean, the rice alone takes well, that's true. longer than that to cook. But the rice but is it, pretty... But, yes, this, this did come together fairly quickly. Super fast. Okay. Um, how was the cleanup? Super fast. I mean, the, we cook our rice in the Instant Pot, and if you soak it overnight, that dish comes real clean, real easy. Yeah, and everything true. else was super easy to clean. Uh, leftover potential? Um, I, I think if it's something that you like, the leftover potential is probably pretty high. Cause it seems like something that should heat up pretty easily. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, and the results? Uh, well, what did you think? Let's start with what you thought. This was one of those ones for me where several of the individual elements seemed okay, but I just, I couldn't get on board with the thing as a whole. The way they all came together, I just, it it was too weird and too clashy, I guess, for my palate. Um, I kept getting these, you know, the broth itself was okay, had some interesting sort of sweet and salty and herbal notes. But somehow with that, and then the chicken, and then the egg, and it, nah, it just it couldn't quite, it just didn't gel in a pleasant way for me. 
what I, I was frustrated by the fact that I didn't really have an idea. I've never had this meal before. I've never had anything really like it. So I didn't know what it was supposed to look or taste like. And I found that really frustrating. I mean, not that we cooked it wrong or maybe, you know, back to the failure word. I just, I don't know. Like, is this a good version of it or is this? Yeah, right. Sometimes having that frame of reference helps. Yes, I needed that frame of reference. Uh, And I would actually try this. I would order this in a restaurant to see how close we got. Because I did like, I like all the individual pieces and I am all, I I am all for chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are the superior cut of chicken. Um, you can most of the time. <laughs> Ian Ian's a chicken breast apologist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, so yes, I would I would try this again at a restaurant. I wouldn't make it again at home. Is basically what I was. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I do realize I forgot to talk about the results of my pasta making. Oh yeah. So. Um, I don't know. It felt like it took a while, but it was, didn't seem unpleasant to me. I made it in the food processor. I did not need it by hand, but otherwise follow the recipe. Love anything that uses a lot of yolks because we store the whites in the freezer in a mason jar. And when it gets full, we use the I'm plugging for series eats again, the Stella Parks angel food cake recipe, oh, because so then good. the hardest part is separating the eggs. And when you already have the whites ready to go. Oh, my gosh. It goes so quick. Um, Anyway, the pasta, I thought, came out really well. Agreed. I clearly need to work on my reading comprehension because I rolled it out all super long and then cut it super long. So I had some never-ending pasta situations. (laughs) However, um, I cut it in the fettuccine with, I would make that again. Because I really liked it. And the more I thought about it after I ate it, I'm like, ooh, that was really good. Yeah. So. Do you think, was it, was it rolled maybe just a little too thin? Was about, that would maybe. be. Maybe. It cooked up. But it, yeah, it cooked it up cooked so up well. Okay. Yeah, we had it with this pork ragu. I don't know if you pronounce that right. I don't know. It's some. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I did not get that recipe from Serious Eat, so we won't talk about that so much. <laughs> not that we are Serious yeah. Eat exclusivist, but. Um, it was real simple, pork shoulder, tomato sauce, tomato, tomato stuff and, and spices in the instant pot. But it was real yummy. Yeah, that's the second time we've had that pork ragu yeah. recipe, and I really like it. So I think I'll make the pasta again. I'll probably wait till Ian was home. I feel like if we had two people, and when you have the KitchenAid on the counter, I really need to be on the stool using the thing, but then I'm worried about falling off the stool. Uh, yeah. So I can make just make someone taller than me take care of that. <laughs> but That's I can see myself for. making the pasta again. Uh, I made it um, in the food processor just so I didn't have to knead it because I'm too lazy for that nonsense. Right, anyway. Cool. Okay, so... Let's move on to next week's meal. We, we are still okay. provi- we're still using historical emails provided by the fine folks at Serious Eats. Okay, and the short version of the rules: pressing your, we're going to press your luck. You must pick one and only one of the recipes. Once you hear, if you hear Monday and pass on it, it's gone forever. You can't go back to it. If you get to Friday, you must take the Friday recipe. Oh, okay. Are we ready? We're ready. Monday. French crepes with ham cheese and eggs a classy take on breakfast for dinner 
Wrapping eggs and cheese in a crepe delivers, probably pronounced crepe, delivers melted cheese on a runny golden yolk. Oh, and it only takes 20 minutes. Mm, I do like breakfast for dinner. Oh my gosh, breakfast for dinner is the best. I want to do it again. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> you don't have to twist my arm on that one. Breakfast for dinner, I'm breakfast a- for dinner. Yeah, wait a minute. Okay. I can't remember the last time I tried to make crepes, so... Me either. Okay, that'll be a good one. Oh, for everybody else, we'll move on to Tuesday. All right, so this answer is a question I've always had, whether or not they repeat recipes in the emails. Oh. And Tuesday is really awesome black bean burgers, <laughs> which I would also have again. Sure. But... Not this time. So if uh, the description is these black bean burgers have a complex, satisfying flavor and robustly meaty texture that even devout carnivores will love. The mixture comes together in just 25 minutes and can be used to make patties for cooking either on the backyard grill or indoors in a skillet. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out that was... um... I guess, oh, that was the last episode. That was episode five. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to you know what we think of the black bean burgers. Loved them. Go back to episode five. But, yeah, they were good. Okay. Wednesday. Chicken piccata, fried chicken cutlets with lemon butter pan sauce. Chicken piccata takes a beloved food, pan fried chicken cutlets, and tops it with a simple but luxurious lemon butter pan sauce. The result is a flavor and texture festival that blends crispiness, juiciness, Richness and tartness all into one. Dang, that sounds good, too. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Well, you know, we're not exclusive. We can have more than one. Of course. Okay. But for purposes of the game, we cannot. Uh, Thursday. Bucatini al Amatriciana. Easy for you to say. Easy for me to say. This quick-cooked sauce is not only fast and easy, it also ensures that the tomato flavor remains bright, a necessary contrast for the rich pork. It's a pasta dish. It looks awesome. Man, this is a good week. It is a good week. (laughs) I wonder how, does it, it almost sounds like it might be similar to the the pork ragu we were just talking about. Well, I don't know. Okay. And finally, Friday. Easy stir-fried beef with mushrooms and butter. Cooking the meat first, then removing it from the wok while the mushroom liquid reduces ensures that everything ends up perfectly cooked at the same time. Well, I'm glad we didn't end up there because I don't like mushrooms. Yeah, as I say, mushrooms are not a big player for either one of us. So, um, but okay, well, that okay. was uh, that was definitely probably hard to go wrong that week. Oh yeah, there are a lot of strong choices this week. But I'm looking forward to our French crepes with ham, cheese, and eggs. I don't know how to pronounce crepe correctly. Yeah, I've heard both. I honestly don't. We'll, okay, we'll try to figure that out for next week. Okay. All right. So uh, thank you for listening to uh, Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find the link to the survey in the episode notes. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye!